Hey everyone, my name is Brandon Patrick, and that's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Superlit Podcast. Bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. Hi. What is up? Oh, you know, just vibing. Just, just, just vibing. <laughs> <laughs> You're that cat that, like, they just post over videos, just going. Yeah. Like really vibing. Um, it me. There I am. I got hand sanitizer in my eyes at work today, so there's <gasps> that. Uh huh. Okay. I thought I was gonna go blind. No joke. <laughs> oh shit! I saw no, death. <laughs> I saw death, and I went. Hmm. Uh, this could be nice. We'll, we'll think about this. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, today is a very that. special episode because we're doing our top ten books for the year. Um, and I almost <laughs> picked up eleven books, and I had to put one down, and it hurt me. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. I didn't want to be that that person again this year. That was like, oh, but special meant no. I will be honorable mention. Yeah. We're just gonna mention all the books we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you you didn't bring books with you, so you're just no rattle them off to me. I just wrote them down on my phone. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Do you want to go first? I can go first. What do you want to do? Uh should we fight for it? <laughs> yeah, just punch me through the screen. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Um, Sophie gets to go first. Oh no, I won. Yeah. We edited that part out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sophie just punched me through. Kiss me through the phone, but it's punch me through this. Punch me through the webcam. Punch me <laughs> through the Zoom. <laughs> What's your first book and or comic and or um, sapphic romance? <laughs> I mean, I didn't put anything in particular order. Oh, you know what? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even write them down. <laughs> I didn't even read any books this year. <laughs> No, I didn't even think about talking about web comics that I was reading this year. Oh no. Um, I only have one web comic. If you guys are interested in us talking about web comics, we do have a few episodes of us doing that on our Patreon. All right, hold on. Do you want me to go first? You go first while I look through my web comics that I okay. love. Um, so in no particular order. <laughs> um, I literally just pulled them off my shelf. Yeah. Um I have Belle Revolt. She's up top. Um <gasps> Wait, should we do the thing where if you have ones that I have, I'll say it? Or... Yeah. yeah <laughs> because I also I put Bella like, Revolt yeah. on the list. I like, looked at it and I was like, I have to. Because what if Sophie doesn't? Oh, but I did. Of course And I, I was like, um, but she served. If Honestly, here's, here's the thing for this. If you pick mm-hmm. up this book and you don't think it's stunning, just based on this cover. Mm-hmm. I have... Wrong. You're wrong. Clock out. You're Clock fired. out. You're incorrect. You're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. It, you're fired. Uh, you need to leave. Um, I just, I, I think because this year brain drained me so bad. Um, mm-hmm. I like looked at a lot of the books on my shelf and I can't 
we spoke to Phil Stamper twice this year, and I, I don't even know how that happened. Uh, unclear. Because how was that at the beginning of the year, but also like a month ago? <laughs> um, yeah, I also was like looking through, because I was looking through our podcast episodes this mm-hmm. year, so I could like make sure I remembered like what happened this year. Yeah. And the like, last like chunk of it was just like, this person with this talking to this person this person talking to this person though like half the books are like with the author and i was like yeah how did we get here <laughs> yeah in I the feel best like... way possible <laughs> no exactly i i absolutely i'm so thankful that we got to speak to so many people some sometimes even twice this year um but Can you believe? i really would love to speak to Lindsay miller so if they want to you know reach out <laughs> If they want to reach out to us. We would love that. We'd love to be reached out to. Yeah, we would We would love to speak to you, Lindsay. <laughs> but for those of you that are, like, interested in to what Bell Revolt is, um, I can't remember if we read the book sleeves or if we just did, like, an overview. I don't remember. I do remember that I use I, – Bell Revolt was one I read – like digitally because I had it I was able to get it from the library digitally I think you were waiting for a copy of it too maybe because I think we read this during like peak um quarantine when like everything was closed oh I think that I had a digital copy from the library but it was it was really because I couldn't get like a physical copy anywhere Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff on back order yeah there's a lot going on yeah, the, like, Belle Revolt, I think, was just, like, one of my favorite. It's, a, like, a French romp. Um, it's a French romp. And <laughs> I keep calling them vintage, but this is a, a, a fantasy novel. Because it's, <laughs> it's not modern. Vintage! It's vintage. vintage. <laughs> it's vintage! I think that's going to be my thing from now on. I don't know why, but that hit like really hard. I did that last episode too because we were reading um, the Mermaid, the Witch, and the Sea, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's um," mm, it's and I couldn't, I couldn't remember the word for like not modern, and I was like, "Oh, it's vintage." Period. It's like a period piece. Yeah, it's a period piece. It's vintage. It's a fa- It's fantasy. Oh yeah, my it's God. very high fantasy. It's basically almost like a French Revolution type story, but there's magic involved um and the magic is like a high price magic so like if you use too much it basically kills you the more you use it and the rich people basically make poor people do magic for them so it kills them instead of the rich people there's like a whole literal revolt um it's just it's really an amazing story um there there are quite a few letters of the queer alphabet uh in this book yes um and yeah it was just like a very enjoyable book again the book cover is stunning but obviously the book is what matters but um Mm -hmm. yeah no I actually I really enjoyed Lindsay's writing no it was really good yeah yeah I'm glad it was on your list too (laughs) yeah I loved it (laughs) I think this year we branched a little bit more into fantasies yeah, and I have a less, lot of fantasy uh, books on here. Less modern uh, contemporary books, which not to like pat myself <laughs> on the shoulder, but I think that's a little bit of my influence coming. I, oh, it 100% is. 
<laughs> because um, I because I was like, like I'm a... tired of reading about people in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it's we were able to like find a lot more different kinds of books this year, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's also just uh, like the the book world opening up more to queer literature yeah i think so for sure um would you say that bell revolt is like a young adult book oh yeah definitely yeah so it's not um like or am i thinking of new adult no it's young adult i would think yeah i think uh the way versus red white and royal blue being uh yeah the way it was explained to me from by various librarians is that a lot a strong definer of like the difference between young adult and new adult is that new adult basically just contains sex scenes Mm -hmm. or uh so not necessarily based on like violence or anything like that because there are some like fight scenes and stuff and oh yeah this book is i would say and i don't want to be like graphic because that i think that is like not there's a war happening yeah and there are people like you read about like people getting like used for parts if you will yeah um but i wouldn't say it's any more graphic than like the hunger games books yeah no i haven't read those which is definitely ya yeah um i definitely want to read those but i also don't want to um i really like them but also i don't know they're quick i don't have time for anything not gay (laughs) i've got no time for no no gays you know what valid yeah all right well it's your turn give me a hit me with one of your books literally hit me with it okay oh okay i'll be over in approximately two hours cool um (laughs) bring the dog Uh, okay the next, the next the book, because I also have Bell Revolt on my list. Uh-huh. Um, sorry. <laughs> you okay? You're just shorting up? Burp. <laughs> <laughs> just burp. I'm just burp. Just do it. Also, no, why, are you, why are you swinging around cuticle uh, scissors? <laughs> Sophie is, like, swinging around, like, cuticle scissors. There's no, like, fidget spinner in here for me to play with. Play with your the drawstring in your hoodie. Fuck. <laughs> what? No, that's, a, be, that's a dangerous I weapon. Menac- want to be menacing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. The um, the next book that I have on my list is uh, Once in Future. <gasps> that's on my list. Yes. Uh, cross it out baby i am so excited about this book because i literally grabbed it on a whim i was like Mm -hmm. before like literally it must have been like sometime sometime this time last year because i went to yes it was like at an office party or something with uh, some or i went out with a bunch of coworkers to get drinks and then we Mm -hmm. went to the barnes and noble across the street from the bar that we were at because we just I worked in a like industrial complex that was near like shopping malls. Uh-huh. Anyway, so, <laughs> we were just like wandering. No, we were just like wandering around, and like I saw this book cover, and I was like, "Oh, this looks fun. I wonder if it's gay." And then my one coworker was like, "Oh, what's in future? That's like a King Arthur thing. That's probably like some kind of like YA King Arthur or something. That's that looks cool." And then I like Googled it, and it was so gay. <laughs> It's it was, gay. Listen, 
listen kids it's not just a king arthur retelling it's not just a king arthur retelling with a female protagonist mm-hmm. it's not just a king arthur retelling with a female protagonist that is queer it's not just that it's a king arthur retelling with a female protagonist that's queer and takes place in space in the future I which think- is just like <laughs> Everything that you could have wanted in a book. I think I think the authors reached into my brain one night while I was sleeping and they're like, we got it. We got we got the code. This is it. This is the code. She's been correct. What's um sapphic romance but like hyper <laughs> turbo sapphic romance? Yeah, tur- <laughs> yeah tur- I mean honestly. Once in future, turbo sapphic. She's, tur- she's gone to turbo mode. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Uh, I loved every second of it. It's a really yeah. fun adventure book. It's got everything you could possibly want and mm-hmm. more. Oh, uh, all right, Cleo. My next book is... Uh, <laughs> um, my next book is Sovereign by April Daniels. Oh. Is that on your list? It's not, it wasn't on my list. I looked at it and I was like, what if, and I was like, no, I have to put it on. Yeah. Because we need, I really want to talk to April Daniels so bad. That's actually, yeah, you're, you are correct. We mostly just want to talk to April Daniels and be like, listen, I just want to be friends. Yeah. I mean, like, hit us up. (laughs) No. Um, But (laughs) yeah, I, I really love the Nemesis series. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just like mm-hmm. amazed by how it's like last book was like advanced. This is like turbo. I feel like it's just like in terms it's of sequels. Yeah, like I don't know how they're gonna do the next book. Yeah, I was like looking when I was looking at the list. I was like looking at Sovereign, and I was like, calamity. I love calamity <laughs> so much. But I also like, I was like, but I could only pick 10. No, and that's the thing. I I looked at it and I was like. Yeah, last Mm -hmm. year we definitely had. um, What's the first one called? I literally, my brain. The first one is called Dreadnought. Dreadnought. I don't know what my, I don't know why my brain has like a block. It's like you can't a, a remember mental, it. I cannot remember the name of the fucking book, and it's the main name of the main character. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can. I will die. I will be on my deathbed and be like April Daniels wrote a trans superhero YA series, but I will not be able to remember the first book in the series. Um, I was, yeah, I'm I think assuming I was, the third book is going to be called Nemesis. Let me. I, check. Would, I think so. Yeah. Um, no, but I think that was my logic, was I was like, I want to put this on my list, but I remember that we put Dreadnought on the list last year, and yeah. we can only pick 10. Yeah, I was I was thinking about it, and I was like, I feel like it would be a shame if it didn't appear at all, so I was like, I have to do it. Um, it was just like an, an incredible story. Um, the twists were wild. Um, the romance that I wanted in the last book came out of nowhere in this book, and I was like, <gasps> it's happening! <laughs> They're both too dumb to know. Uh, it's my favorite. My favorite kind of protagonist is I'm too stupid. Yes, I'm to too stupid to like realize me. that someone is paying attention to me, and they're right? too stupid to say anything. Well, when two idiots get together on accident. Okay, yours is next. Your turn. Uh, my next book that's on my list is 
Felix Ever After. <gasps> of course. That's also on mine. <laughs> uh, it was the only book on my bookshelf for almost the entire year to face out. Oh, I mean, it's a beautiful cover. It truly is. It's stunning. I love this book. Uh, I talked about how much we loved it in the episode. I talked about how much I love it for the rest of my life. It was so beautiful and heartwarming and like written so beautifully and it's Mm -hmm. it's such like it was such a good representation of like a very specific kind of timeline and like the I don't don't know how to say this uh, like that like that quote-unquote timeline of like a person's transition that I think is not from my experience like generally focused on so much in YA which I think was what I liked about it most because normally and I love that it's we get all the representation that we do but I feel like a significant portion of like trans characters that exist in YA yeah um are it's more of like a coming out or like coming of age like understanding and you're kind of like which is really needed in like literature for younger people but Felix was on like any other character we read about this year yeah well, and it was also, like, a really beautiful exploration of, like, uh, like his his dad is trying, but is, like, mm-hmm. not necessarily succeeding and accepting him, and it's not from, like, lack of trying or from his, like, own ignorance. He just is, like, struggling with it, and it's, like, a character flaw, but it's not, mm-hmm. you know, like, damning him. No, he's frustrated and he's trying, but it's, like, not enough, and mm-hmm. it, it just... Uh... It's really good. I also don't think Felix's dead name is ever used in this book. No, Felix's dead out. name is never used. It's well, it, the times in the story where it's like used, uh, it's never for like a storytelling purpose. It's just kind yeah. of a blank space in the text. So it's like yeah. the implication that it's there exists, but it's never actually mm-hmm. put in the text at all, which yep. I think is really good because that is the thing that exists a lot also in like trans stories that I think is like really harmful. So. Yeah. I, Felix made me feel different. <laughs> Cry like a little baby. Yeah. Uh, sometimes um, I'm a really big, strong, tough man and nothing makes me cry. Um, but sometimes I do like to watch just the climax of rom-coms, just like the 10 minutes where they get together at the end. Just to feel just something like really good just for like i don't want to watch the whole movie but i do want to watch like Mm -hmm. tom hanks and meg ryan meeting up in the garden the end of you've got mail and that's how i feel about felix ever after because i did pick it up after we read it and it's like read the last like 30 pages a couple of times because it's just really nice (laughs) yeah i think i try not to say like my favorite book was ever um i think felix is the first book that i will say was my favorite book um it was just incredibly different, also incredibly hard to read. The mean characters were like fucking mean. Um, mm-hmm. And the nice characters were like, I, I love you. Everyone was <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Because I feel like you're going to take it from me, so I'm going to go down. Oh, no. Uh huh. Um, we're gonna talk about Cemetery Boys. (laughs) You know what? I put this on my list, even though I knew you were gonna have it on your list, also. But I was just like, I mean, we had to. It was Cemetery Boys punched my front door open and said, I'm here. (laughs) 
and that's it. And I said, yep, you know what you are. And Aiden Thomas really um, fucking did it. (laughs) It's so good. It's so beautiful. I love all of the characters. Um, I got um, a book box, the only ever, like, book, like, merch box thing that, like, um, people do. I forget who it's from. But I signed up specifically just for this, like, literary, like, box mm-hmm. to get Cemetery Boys. And it came with, I, th- I have a pin. Yeah, it's a pin that's, like, um, a pillar of candles with roses around it. And then a mm-hmm. wooden bookmark of mm-hmm. Lady Death. And um, I'm not kidding. It's on my wall. The bookmark is on my wall. And it's in my, like, author corner. It is mm-hmm. so beautiful. I look at it sometimes and I'm just like, that's art. That's it. We're <laughs> done just, now. We can stop Yeah, we're done. It. Yep. It's uh, Cemetery Boys, I think. Uh, oh my gosh. I know Felix is right there and I just said it. But like Cemetery Boys really... Um, I can't wait for you to say this about every book. Delivered. <laughs> no, it's not. I won't <laughs> say it about every book. I refuse to say it about specifically Ryan LaSala's book. My, yeah, it was um, my most hated book. I honestly can't believe he's writing more because the books he writes are bad. He, I, I can't I believe can't. he's allowed. I was trying to say something funny and <laughs> I just couldn't even do it. Um, yeah, but no. uh, I'm so excited for Bedazzled. Nothing else matters. <laughs> um, I, I'm just really, I know we're talking about Bedazzled, but also Cemetery Boys at the same time. Um, honestly, sorry, do goodness. yourself a favor and go get Cemetery Boys right now. yes please it's so good it's so yes. fun mm-hmm. um i will it's will be forever tied to my heart because there is a scene where the two main characters are going shopping together and they're picking out like the one character's favorite food and i just mm. have have the head the vision in my head where he's just like jumping up and down going takis 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 Every time I eat a taki, I think about that. They're also my favorite food. So, oh, I forgot that this was in my book. Oh my god! I forgot I got a signed little sticker too. You fancy bitch. Truly. Um. Yeah. Seriously, go out and get the Cemetery Boys by Aiden Thomas. Um, it's so fun. It's I, I maybe Sophie can, but I don't think I can put it into words how good it is uh no i don't think i can but it's a like a really fun uh ya story that takes place like during an extremely like significant holiday to mm-hmm. La- latinx community and hold on <laughs> you fucking up better yeah I, like <laughs> No, it's just like a really good YA story that takes place uh, within like a very strong Latinx community and during Dia de, de los Muertos and also has like a really interesting mystery tied to it. So it's not yes. just kind of like a generic, uh, not generic, but just it's not just like a rom-com or just like yeah. kind of like a character story. There is like, a, there's like a mystery element and there's intrigue. Mm-hmm. So it has like that extra kind of like a little bit of eeriness that's just like perfect for that kind of time of year. So yeah, and the magic in this book is like um, rooted in like uh, like 
it's modern day, so it's not as I like to call it a vintage novel. It's not um, vintage. Well, it's also rooted in like the his, actual, like, yeah, actual history, historical magic that exists. Yeah. that like actually exists in uh, mm-hmm. people who are practicing brujos and brujas. So it's like really grounded in like a, but it's still like, you know, like a kind of a fantastical story. It's truly just chef's kiss. Love to see it. All right. Next one is your turn. Um, okay. The next book I put on my list. <laughs> All right. Um, your book go? Was at Stone of Sorrow. <laughs> Did yeah. I also take that off? Yes. List? We're just fighting. This yeah, we're just going back and forth. Well, this is like I'll a good sense. amount of back and forth, I would say. We had yeah. to include this. We had to include oh, it, Brooke. and I'm really excited for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, truly, Brooke. Um, also, this is like a I just want to show you book. Brooke's headshot. Stunning. Classical. Yeah. They look great. We love to see it. Okay, first of mm. all, I just remembered we still need to watch Adventures in Babysitting together. Oh, yeah. We can't, we can't even call on Brooke until I've done that, because she'll ask. Yeah. And she'll um, be like, oh, wow, you're still... Um, swine. Yeah, yeah it's fun. <laughs> uh, I loved it. It's so fun. Um, I really like that she used basically like her actual family, uh, history mm-hmm. and stuff to build off of a world. I love that it's like it was based in Icelandic mythology because it's so different from. I, I think like a lot of the books that I mean I personally I think most like fantasy stories are kind of in like a general vague uh, Middle Earth kind of Tolkien vibe or they're yeah. like, cool from more um, like Western European culture mm-hmm. um, and I think it was just like really beautiful that it just basically is that is like an Icelandic story and you get all of these like North mythology and stuff like that. And the characters are incredibly interesting. Um, yeah. And it's just like a really great story about like the, the possibility and the growth um, someone can go through if they are f- forced to do it um, mm-hmm. and their, their possibilities. Yeah. And it's I think it so also, good. it had such a good balance to of being like kind of a hero story. So you mm-hmm. get this, the beginning like, lead who is not necessarily like what she 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 was like somewhat of like the archetype of like well I'm not really that special so I mm-hmm. obviously can't do anything and then gets kind of thrust into position of needing to to be like to stand up and be like that protagonist character mm-hmm. but it's it's like just so much less um I don't know it, it doesn't feel kind of the it doesn't have like the same elements that like it usually does in that kind of situations i feel like at this point we've gotten a lot of stories where it's like well i'm not the main character i'm just your average everyday girl yeah it's not the like i i can't be the main character even though i have white hair and blue eyes and you know i'm just feared by all the creatures around me i can't be um yeah, because it. I think it also, it's, like, not that she's, like, you know, the only person in, like, her town or the world or something has this magic. Mm-hmm. It's just that her family has magic, and she's learning from her sister, and she's, like, kind of doing what she can in that time. Mm-hmm. But it's not, 
why I'm the special one. Yeah. She, she just happened to be the furthest away from everything that was happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm really glad we were able to include one of our Canadian friends. In our, we love to see it. Yeah, We truly. love the Canadian. We love our Canadian friends. Um, Speaking of. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think we read any other books by any other Canadians this year. Did we not? No. Tom I put out also, a, a book this year, but we didn't get to read it. We didn't go, we talked about the podcast. Yeah, the next book on my list is Reverie. I had, I just, like, I had to physically mm-hmm. include this. Who's that? Um, Ryan LaSala, have you heard of him? No, I don't, I don't know her. Mm. <laughs> he's gonna go <laughs> crashing through your ceiling. <laughs> he's gonna, I, he's standing he out there. He's the fly window. on the ceiling right he's now. He's pressed up against the window of my parents' house right now. And he's like going, a full bitch. Fur coat. Yeah. He's in the, uh, (laughs) he's in that giant fish costume and he's just standing outside my window right now. The anglerfish? Yeah. (laughs) The sexy anglerfish costume? Yeah, honestly, I I think if Ryan was going to come kill me, it would be in that costume. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It it would be fine. It would be fine. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I had to include this book. Um, Ryan Lasala is. I think the most unhinged person I've met, but at the same time, the most wildly aware and I think the smartest person I know. Yeah. No offense to everyone I know, but like he is so incredibly intelligent and the way that he speaks about literature. But don't tell him that. No, don't let him know I'm talking about him. It's just, it's amazing and surprising. Also, Reverie is just such a incredibly fun, but also like twisted and like magical book mm-hmm. there are a lot of books about magic in my pile right now i'm just yeah realizing. we did a lot of magic this year yeah honestly thank god um we needed it but... i think we needed to escape a little i don't know something's probably yeah. going on hmm. who knows but yeah reverie actually came out last year in december mm-hmm. and uh we got to meet ryan in january um at the Barnes Noble in Nishamity, I think. The Barnes and Noble where I found Once in Future. Yes. <laughs> oh Barnes yeah, Noble, really? That Barnes and Noble is magical. Yeah, because it's really close to. Uh, oh, work, right? Where my office was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you left work myself, and came. You were like, hello. <laughs> yeah. I don't work in that office anymore because it doesn't um, exist because you don't work. You no, know, there there's like this thing <laughs> happening where they just want us to work from home. I'm not sure what it's about, but. Yeah. Well, you don't. No one knows where you work because you don't have a job. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish that for you. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just it's incredibly queer and Sailor Moon like, uh huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. um, just a different kind of it's dream magic. So there's no like rules, and there's an e- like I mean like evil drag queen has a gender doesn't really have a gender. They're just like this mystical like posy. Hmm evil space drag queen mistress of time so caleb rorig is in this book yeah caleb (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck Um, (laughs) caleb rorig specifically in the drag picture he posted the other day (laughs) please don't hurt me caleb rorig i love your books i love your work he's gonna literally him and ryan are outside your parents house right now you're about to get strangered real hard i'm so scared (laughs) um okay anyway (laughs) yeah 
But um, no, Reverie, astounding, um, truly very gay. Um, also love that Ryan Lasala loves troll beads. You should definitely send him troll beads. He loves troll beads. His search history is all tro- troll beads. Honestly, we couldn't get him to stop talking about troll beads. It was really weird. He like he just brought it up randomly, and he was just and like, we were like, okay, I don't so know, like he just like really to wanted to talk the... about troll beads. Why don't you want to talk about your book? We, he was like, like, no, oh, no, but no, I'm... I have to talk about troll beads. And we're like, I have to oh, talk why? about my sponsor, <laughs> troll beads. All right, yours is next. <laughs> we can't keep talking about. He's gonna he's gonna like sit upright and be like, someone's talking about me. You probably are, and just did. teleport to where we I are. I can't wait for him to operate into the room I'm in right now. Here's the thing, though. Um, What's going to happen is he's going to appear split screen. <laughs> he's going to join the Zoom call. Yeah, he's going to clock in. He's like, I own 51 percent of this Zoom meeting, as he said he did in the last time we were with him. <laughs> um, should I talk about some web comics, or should I talk mm-hmm. about should we like separate? I don't know. I've got a so. I have, there's three more books left in the pile, and uh-huh. one of them you won't have. I know it for a fact. Can you hold up the books you have, or do you want it to be a surprise for me also? I want it to be a surprise for you, but I know the one is not in your pile because it was sent to me. Oh, okay. Um, and I interviewed this author at the beginning of the year. Oh, I remember that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I'll do one more. Okay. Book, and then I'll do my web comics, and I think this book's probably on your list also, but I don't know. Uh, Surrender your sons. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. It was so good. It I really remember, was. I remember. Listen, I'm a really judgmental person, people. Um, and I remember Brendan was like, "Okay, so we we have a book that we're gonna read, and that the author is okay talking about." it's about a conversion therapy camp and I was like oh I don't know if I want to read that yeah I don't like reading things that are bad like sad like yeah like bad things happen um I only want to read high if I'm choosing to escape reality it better be for a good reality <laughs> yeah it's kind of escaping reality to go into a, a reality um yeah. but um but it was like, no, 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 I'm going to read the book, like, obviously, like, whatever. And especially if you're going to talk to the author, I'm going to read the book. And then, like, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, um Adam I, Sass is truly a treasure. Like, okay, this is, like, a really weird way to review a book. But, like, things that I don't like to read about, Kids in Danger, Murder uh-huh. Mysteries, uh-huh. uh, just, like, any kind of, like, violence generally, uh-huh. um, just anything that involves or is about in any sense of the word conversion therapy uh yeah uh just like thrillery things i generally shy away from so mm-hmm. all of those things are in surrender your sons and i absolutely fucking love this book yeah <laughs> so it, um it was uh I, I the way that i described it to you i did not do it justice in any way shape or form but yeah I didn't want to not tell you the thing that could scare you away from the book. And then you halfway through the book be like, Brendan, why am I reading this? Yeah. I think we had a really good, like, nuanced conversation um, Mm -hmm. when we talked to Adam in the episode because, (laughs) but I just, like, want to reiterate that, like, the thing that I think really made this book as enjoyable as it was is that, like, none of the, like, violence or abuse or anything in the book is like 
framed in a way that is like through like a gaze that is like glamorizing it or like anything like that it's like nothing is like focused on there's never a moment where it like kind of just like um i don't know how to share but like if if this was like a movie it wouldn't be like something where like we're zooming in on the violence and you're like being forced to watch like things like trauma happening to these kids it's Mm -hmm. something that is like used as a storytelling element and gives like grounding for what's happening and like character motivation and like builds a really good story but it's never something that's like utilized in a way where you feel like you're like stuck in a room with it i don't know how to describe it but well i think uh, that's a really good way of describing it and i think in the book there are so many chances for that to have happened yeah and it didn't and there are specifically one there's specifically one thing that could have been focused on for too long and in in a bad way and it mm-hmm. it wasn't and uh adam did a superb job with that yeah it's it's he's like really it's a brilliant it's brilliantly written it's really amazing um i'm still i like still think about some of the things he described that he was like gonna put in the book originally and cut out mm-hmm. like uh just um it would just so it would just it's just such a good book and it was such a quick read because like once you get into the story you don't want to put it down because you like have to know how it ends yeah you like you like can't put it down you're like no 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 i need to like i need to make sure everyone's okay (laughs) no and the thing too he actually wrote a um like a prelude style novel um looking for drew it was like trying to find where drew went so basically it was like a um a a prelude to the book and it's something that he Mm -hmm. was putting out newsletters for people who like signed up for it Mm -hmm. so like i just thought that was like incredibly different too um adam put a lot of thought into this book and you can tell how much of like his heart he poured into it because Mm -hmm. even for like other books that um We've I've never had, and like that I know of, uh, any kind of like email campaign like that before, mm-hmm. where it was like, "Hey, here's a I story mean, before the story." Yeah, that that I mean, something like that almost reminds me of like before books were like really published for like mass consumption, and they were kind of just like weekly stories that were like published in the paper, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, like when they were serialized. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for knowing the word that I couldn't think of. I don't know why I knew that word, but I I call uh, things that aren't modern books vintage. But here we are. <laughs> I love serialized things. Frosted Flakes is my favorite. Okay, well, since you said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> my uh, my next book is actually by the author Michael Nava. It is Carved in Bone. Um, this is actually a book that takes place in between. Uh, two other books and it's the two other books were published years ago and this is like the first new book that um, Michael has written in the story of uh, Henry Rios. Henry Rios is a is an out detective um, so it's a noir novel mystery mm-hmm. noir I think is that's fun American noir yeah um, mm-hmm. and I when um, his agent reach out to us or like the publisher reached out uh to our email and asked us if like we'd be interested in this and i was like oh let me 
sure, please send me the book. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, I didn't know anything about this, like, series of books before. And um, it was actually, uh, Michael actually, like, paid his own money to have, I think it was, like, one of the books acted out in a podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, there's <laughs> oh, a podcast a full, of it. fully casted version. Yeah. That's he, fun. He did it himself, and he um, is working um, with, like, a specific, um, if I remember correctly, it's a Latinx, um, like, publishing agency. Like, he's, like, helping pick out books for it. Um, He's a lawyer in um, California. He's, like, a super Mm -hmm. interesting person. I would love to speak to him again. But the Mm -hmm. Henry Rios novel, uh, Carved in Bone, was so cool. Um, and like I, it really kept me guessing because it takes place in like it takes place in uh, 1984 in San Francisco, so it's like oh god, uh huh, crisis. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just so interesting to read about because I feel like so many people from our age group um, really don't know enough about like what was going on. And having someone, like, write about it in such a realistic way, it just, like, is really eye-opening. And it's, like, it's a sad book, but it's also, like, really incredible, too, um, to see someone who's, like, very out. He's a recovering recovering addict, like, taking control of his life and just, like, really, like, solving a murder of someone who's, like, who just, like, their life just wasn't what it was meant to be because of the time it was and mm-hmm. like going like finding out who the like real crook and villain was at the end was just like mind-boggling mm-hmm. it was like it really took me on a journey I was I'm really excited about this book that sounds very fun I mean yeah. it doesn't sound it didn't sound fun but it sounds yeah. very interesting it sounds like yeah. a good read yeah. yeah it was um I think the most adult book that I've read this year and I read it in like January. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, you know. Um, but yeah, and then I just have one more book. What's your last book? Um, I had to. All of my <gasps> books are about magic. <laughs> wow. Okay. Then um, I have one other book that's not on your list. So look at us. Look at you. us. Oh, you had this on yours too? No, I didn't have that on my, on oh. my list. So Do you want bo- to say the title of the book to the people yeah. <laughs> who aren't watching our private Zoom meeting? <laughs> yeah, the um, the title of this book, I don't know if you, anyone knows about it. It's like real indie. It's uh-huh. sent by Adam Silvera. Um, I think if I go a year without putting an Adam Silvera book on my top like 10, I might deteriorate because... I think, yeah, I think you might. I think it's your lifeblood. Yeah, truly. Uh, Caleb like in the best way possible. are like the things that keep me afloat. Um, Adam Silvera makes me sob uncontrollably. I remember specifically when I first started um, like <laughs> doing book blogging. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Adam Silvera's Twitter was like making you cry since 2017. And I'm like, yeah, you have been. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, literally, I picked up his book by accident. Like, the first book I got was History is All You Left Me. I picked that book up as a joke. Yeah. Because in a stupor, I read the book sleeve and was like, this sounds funny. It's not funny. That book is not funny. We Um, love to see it. Yeah, and Infinity Sun is 
incredibly wild the magic system the, and it's like not even just magic it's like the superpower system in it is mm-hmm. very original i'd say the story is it's just nuts um and i love it adam i think almost all of adam's books take place in new york um which i just find yeah nice i like that i um, love it i love a story that takes place in a city yeah, and it's just uh, the characters are, it's not just like a story about just all white people, and it's just, it's really right, nice. Right. Adam's writing is incredibly beautiful. Um, it's sad and detailed and just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And I just like the the premise of the book. Yeah. Like he writes like um, action scenes very well, too. So you, good. You have like a really strong visual of what's happening. Mm-hmm. um in like moments of action with it with his writing and i like also like look how foiled and gorgeous this book is the book cover yeah um i think the next book comes out next year i could be wrong there was a book that i wanted to read this year by alex london it was like the last book in the um the series about the birds, the black, uh, the black wings saga, I think it was. Um, but I, I do have to pick that up still. I'm just, I'm crazy about Adam Silvera's work. I think um, he does an incredible job with what he does. And uh, the, there's just so many different characters in this book. And it's not, I feel like mm-hmm. every time I pick up one of his books, it, it's not like the same characters just like rehashed. In many different ways. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Everyone's so different. And it's so enjoyable to read. He's so talented. Wow. He's so talented. He's so talented. Yes. All right. Those are all my books. So. Okay. What you got? Um, my last, like, actual book uh-huh. that we read this year was The Gravity of Us. Ah! Gary, I'm so glad you put it on there. I looked at it and I was like, I think Sophie's going to put it on here. So I feel like that gives me a slot that I can put a different book. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I just remember like really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved the kind of, I liked the storytelling. I liked all the characters. I really liked that the parents were kind of focused on just as much of Mm -hmm. as the kids. It gave me like really strong, um, my so-called life energy just from that. and in just the sense that like the parrots kind of have their own storyline happening mm-hmm. and you're like invested in their relationships as much as you are invested in like the younger characters relationships yeah um it had like a really good balance and i just really liked it it was just like a nice sweet book we don't yeah. normally get that with our books about teenagers it's usually like the exactly. kids are at school but they don't have parents they don't have parents <laughs> no but their parents. parents are also the things that are bothering them the most yes truly um yeah, that was my that was one of my favorite books, and also um, love to be able to talk to the authors of the books too. So I was like really glad that we were able to do that. Yeah, Phil was incredibly kind and made time for us twice this year. Um, really, truly, just like the sweetest man alive, and I'm also kind of scared he, of him. I mean, yeah, you should be. <laughs> also, the way he talks to Ryan Lasala is so funny. Yeah, that's why I scared of him. When when <laughs> Phil talks about Ryan Lasala's bangs, it's just it's really something to behold. The way that they go after each other is 
truly, I think if I wasn't such a baby and could handle you speaking to me like that, I would, that would be us. <laughs> just let me know and I'll just... Just beat me up. <laughs> yeah, please but make fun of my bangs. <laughs> there... There's you'd have like to be active on tw- yeah. You'd have to make. You'd actually have to be active on Twitter for you to make fun oh, of me on Twitter. Oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, no. You're like, oh no. I'll make I a side account. I Twitter once a month to like make a joke, and then I log off and I don't look at any. <laughs> Selfie literally, quite literally, logs off. <laughs> I tr- I truly I just open Twitter and I go, eh, I don't want to. <laughs> Ooh, this is a mistake. Throw it all out. Mm. Throw the whole man out. <laughs> I check my I check my replies and I check my messages and then I log off. Yeah, I send oh, Sophie oh memes on there, and I know that she doesn't respond, so now I just started texting them to her. And I sent her a cat me. video from TikTok the other day, and she didn't respond, so I don't know if she liked it. <laughs> it was the one where the cat's sleeping on the person's face, just going... Oh, the, like, yeah. The, <laughs> and there's uh, the Whisper song by the Ying Yang Twins is playing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that fine, that fine. Wow, that TikTok has literally ruined me. I've played it at work. I've sent it to Good. people. Excellent. I showed it to my family. You love to see it. Perfect. Yeah, it's just, it's a I mess. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad you included The Gravity of Us. It's such a sweet book. Um, I was lucky enough to get a, um, an arc of that from uh, Deep Crumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, do I have? Yeah, I still have like one or two bookmarks from that, that book. Aww. Yeah. You love to see it. Yes. Um, what's your last comic? Do you have a comic that's or oh, was I have, that? I've written down three comics that I've been reading this year that uh-huh. I like. Should I just talk about all three of them? Do you have yeah. any more books? Let me see if I have a comic to throw in there. You go. Okay. Oh, me go? Yeah, you go first. Okay. I have three I have three I've been reading a lot of web comics this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but um the three that I have been like really loving, mm-hmm. uh, and the first one I don't know if I'm going to pronounce the name right because it is I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, let me see. Actually, let me just check the webtoons real quick to see if the... I love that you use webtoons and I use tapas. <laughs> I can't. I refuse to have two apps. I don't know why. No, I understand. That's too many. Um, anyway, okay, so it's called uh, uh, Nove. That's how I say it in my head. Anyway, uh-huh. um, it's historical romance. It takes place in the 17th century, and the two main characters are um, one of the main characters is a necromancer, and uh-huh. then the other character is an astronomer. Can you spell um, the title for me? O N O B A E. The art is like absolutely beautiful. Um, there is like magical elements that happen mm-hmm. in the story. It's like currently going, so like I still don't oh, know like good. who the bad guys are, like mm-hmm. what's going on. Really, we're just starting to get into like the meat of the story. What the hell um, is going on? <laughs> Um, but it's like really beautifully written. One of the lead characters uh, is is mute, so they like speak through like their own created sign language. Uh-huh. Um, 
it's it's just like it's just really pretty and I like it a lot and it's historical drama mm-hmm. and I don't know <laughs> I love uh, we love to see it uh it's two boys uh-huh. are the lead characters two um, boys two boys who like to kiss sometimes just sometimes. um <laughs> the second webcomic that I've like been really into and I really love is called Lucky mm-hmm. and it's about um an alien that comes to earth and he's trying to it's basically it's like a slice of life story kind of where he's just trying to like figure his life out and like figure out what humans are about and also like if he's like maybe in love with human that's one specific human he's not sure Uh yet um but there's also like other aliens that are on the planet he doesn't know about at the moment it's also currently going so it's like it updates pretty regularly but he's not finished you love things about aliens I love you space. Love, I love you love CW shows about aliens. I love sci-fi. Listen, Roswell Reboot is great. Everyone should go watch it. It's really good. Um, I can't wait to keep watching it. Um, we should watch season two all in one day like we did with season one. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I'm off New Year's Day um, and the day after that. Shit. Um, it's, yeah, no, it's really good. There's, um, it's, Lucky's really cool because the aliens are like the way they're drawn is mm-hmm. they're like really tall. They're like they're like eight or nine feet tall and they have like a bunch of eyes and like gills and stuff and they're like really beautiful. And then they use like basically magic for lack of a better word to like describe disguise themselves as humans. Uh-huh. But the artist is like really beautifully uh rendered like lots of different diversity in the cast. Like the cast is like pretty much filled with people of color. Um, I think one of the lead characters has um, Viligo, so she, her, like, skin tone is, she has, like, the patches of different skin, and um, mm-hmm. there's, like, non-binary characters, there's, like, queer characters, there's, like, ace characters, Arrow, she pretty, she does a really cool thing where she, um, like, does, like, bios of the characters into it in, like, the first couple of chapters, you get, like, their name, their age, like, preferences, like, favorite book and stuff like that. It's, like, really fun little character descriptions, but it's beautiful. Mm. I really like it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely more so, like, a, like, a slice of life. It's less story-driven and more character-driven, but it's still, like, really fun to read, and the art's really pretty. Oh, well, kind of we like, love that. All, like, I just really like good art. Uh, mm. Oh no! I mean, yeah, that's why you read it. That's why I read it. Um, and then I have, I wrote down one more webcomic, and that's okay. the end of my list. Wow. Um, the last one is a little sadder, but it's still really good. Uh-huh. Um, it's called The Reaper in Waiting. Oh, um, <laughs> that sounds sad. It's, <laughs> it takes place in like uh feudal japan kind of time i don't know if it actually takes place in japan or if it's just like an asian inspired culture but the main character um both the main characters are dead and <laughs> um, okay. in in the, the story the um characters who people who have died and who, who whole have unfinished business or have like died um in like not 
uh, like unsavory ways, like people have taken their own life or something uh-huh. like that, uh, have to do basically like they have to be like a grim reaper and guide souls into the afterworld for like the first hundred years of their afterlife as like uh-huh. tenants or something. That's cool. Um, without any memory of their like living lifetime. So the main character is a reaper. And mm-hmm. he has this little spirit who follows him around everywhere, who also doesn't have any memories of his life. And uh-huh. his name is Waiting because he doesn't remember his own name. So he's waiting Aww. around. And he's very cute. And he has like a little ghost mermaid tail. Um, and they have like a little wolf ghost that follows them around and helps them collect the souls and stuff. And um, uh-huh. it's very good. It's very cute. It's very sad. <laughs> Um, I would recommend. Love that. (laughs) It's a little bit more tragic. It's also a little gory because it does involve a lot of death and violence. Um, Well, yeah, as uh, as one story does. You know, it's not like you know uh, Quentin Tarantino or anything, but there is like some uh, violent scenes and some blood and such. So, Mm -hmm. the only comic that. I have on my list that I can even talk about off the top of my head is Heavy Horns, which is, I think, mm-hmm. just ended. Um, it's about a model who has, um, like, uh, bullhorns, mm-hmm. and he was born with them. It's a family curse, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the story is him, like, trying to just, like, exist in the world as a model, but, like, obviously, like, the struggle with, like, having something like that and falling in love with someone who like accepts uh him for like the way he looks and is never like you should change them or Mm -hmm. cut them off um and uh it just ended and it's like a long story it's really nicely drawn that everyone's hot (laughs) so love to see that yeah it's just really nice uh and very like left of field like it was just like wild um, I mm-hmm. I would have never thought of that. It's just like such an interesting story, very sad, but also like really nice at the same time. Um, yeah, that's the only one that I I'm so sad it ended. <laughs> I get sad yeah. when comics that I've been reading for a long time end because I'm like, how do I fill this void? <laughs> but like, also thank you for like completing a free comic until the end because I know Wait. that you don't get paid to do this. So like, thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, I think there, well, yeah, I was reading, um, let's just keep talking about comics that I read this year. I've, read a lot, I've been reading a lot of web comics. Yeah. Um, Everybody's been reading web comics. But I, uh, well, one comic that I was reading mm-hmm. last year that I think I've talked about on the podcast before, yeah. um, Varsity Noir ended this year, which was going okay. on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Or they didn't. It didn't necessarily end, but they were like, okay, this missed, they solved the mystery that was the, like, running plot of this, the arc, so uh-huh. the author, like, was like, okay, that's the end of this part of the story. We might continue, but, you know. I need a break. Valid. Um, and then I read this really cute story called With a Side of Sugar that is, like, the main character, um, 
works in like a little coffee shop with uh, their family and their mm. ex-boyfriend is a werewolf and it's very good <laughs> i love that um whose ex-boyfriend isn't a werewolf it's really short which i was like surprised by because i like, finished it and i was like oh that's the end of that chapter and they were like finale that's the end of it and i was like oh that's, that's the end of it oh, oh that that's it <laughs> oh she's over oh, oh that's it all right <laughs> do you mind do you mind writing more <laughs> What if you wrote more? Um, so, um, yeah, I think that's everything for this year, Sophie. Oh my god! How? 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 How I did I know. turn thirty this year? How did we? How, how did, did you turn twenty-one this year? Shut up! How did? <laughs> how is it Christmas? How is it about to be New Year's? How is it about to be twenty twenty-one? Yeah. Honestly, I don't fucking know. I just don't know. <laughs> um, I just don't know. I just don't. I just don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, uh, yep, this 2021 is our fourth year of being a podcast. Fuck. Yeah, like truly. Isn't that wild? We need Guys. to make like a saucy ad. Where like, for you? Oh my god, four years of podcasting? That's wild. That's crazy. Listen to our 69th episode. <laughs> all f- three parts of it. Yeah. All, I mean, that was a, a good episode. I, yes. I can't believe we did so many interviews this year. I'm tired. You're at the part of the, the podcast where you're only the corner of your nose is visible. I've started to slowly lay down and <laughs> I, I'm just like in my the screen on Zoom. I'm just the top of my head only. Yeah. I'll come back. Here I am. Um, yeah, I can't believe we're, we're done for the year. Um, it's wild. I'm excited to start looking at books for 2021. I know. We already have, we actually got a bunch of suggestions um, thanks to Paul Kocha, he retweeted one of our tweets about um, suggestions for books, and it reached like a pretty good amount of people, uh, thanks to him. And we got some really nice suggestions, um, and I can't wait Aww. to like actually like look at them and see uh, what we can do and who we can talk to, um, who we can trick into talking to us. Um, I can't wait to fool more authors into talking to us. It's I can't wait to trick tom ryan into talking to us again i can't wait to trick tom ryan into letting me live in his house with his ghost <laughs> all, right. all right well um so do you have anything else you want to add um i don't think so i think no matter uh what we do mm-hmm. we'll just every author that we know will just write a book sometime next year and we'll just all have to talk to them again yeah seems <laughs> like we're just gonna have to do that um i think I'm that very... might happen I'm very much looking forward to talking to Tom and um, Robin, I believe her name is. Yes. For the joint book. Can't wait. For the book. I'm so excited yeah. about that. I'm so excited to talk to Ryan again about <laughs> troll beads. And yeah. if he like, will let us talk about anything else, maybe yeah, we'll talk God. about Dazzle. But we'll probably just talk about troll beads the whole time. Yeah, I feel um, like that's something he's going to want to do. Is Brooke's second book coming out next year? Because Stone of Sorrow is going to have sequels so yes well we'll have to check so there's a lot to look forward to in 2021 it's 
that I mean, there's just a lot to look forward to in 2021. <laughs> I think there's a lot to look forward to next year. Yeah. I think it might be better than 2020. Hmm, who just, knows? Just guessing. All right. Well, is that um, old yet? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put the kibosh on that. <laughs> my I think name it's is, time for us to go. <laughs> my name is Brendan Patrick, and I have a stranger talking to me. What's your name? I don't know. Ryan LaSalle is outside my window, and he's trying to break in. Even my, I think he's even listening to the Superlit Podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>